Thanks for joining me. You're listening to the Semitic Jew Podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, and as always, I'm excited to bring the Word of God to your ears today. First off, I want to say thank you to frequent listeners and newcomers for listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate you, and I pray the unfolding of God's Word brings light in your life and to the people around you. If you're listening for the first time or have not rated this show, then please do so according to your listening pleasure. This way, the podcast will tap the algorithm and be distributed to the four corners of the earth where Israelites are scattered. Many of our people want nothing to do with organized religion, in particular the Abrahamic religions, which were established in his name. So we need to produce content in places where our people congregate so that we can bring the good news of the kingdom undiluted from the world's influence, which is our aim here at Semitic Jew. In today's episode, we continue with with our character studies leading up to the first climactic event in human history known as Noah's Flood or the World Flood. We're going to begin reading from Genesis chapter 5 verses 6 to 8. Let's begin. If you're listening for the first time, this podcast is a biblical exegesis podcast. So I exegete the text, but first I read the text in its entirety, in particular the verses in question, and then I exegete each verse one by one. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 5 from verse 6 to 8, and I'm going to exegete those after reading them carefully. So beginning in Genesis chapter 5, verse 6, and I'm going to read from verse 6 to verse 8, okay? Verse 6 says, And Seth lived a hundred and five years and begot Enos. And Seth lived after he begot Enos eight hundred and seven years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. In episode 16, we saw the effects Seth's descendants had upon the earth through his birth men began calling upon the name of the Most High okay so through Seth's descendants men began to call upon the name of the Most High likewise we saw the effects the effect that Cain's descendants had upon the earth they were building cities musical instruments etc now the text will specifically explore the line through which the Messiah will come. So in particular, chapter 5 begins by exploring all of Adam's descendants with the exception of Cain. We'll get back to Cain's descendants, but there was a reason why Cain's descendants were mentioned first, and now we're going to understand what was happening through Adam's other line. All right, verse 6. And Seth lived 105 years and begot Enos, now we know Adam had other sons and daughters. According to the text, Seth seems to be the third son in line. In fact, we can know for a fact that Seth was the third son in line. We do know that they had other sons and daughters, but considering what Eve declares, Eve says that God gave her another son in place of Abel, who Cain slew. So it's very, it's logical to assume that they could have had other children, meaning 
female children, but then Seth became the third son or the substitute, which is what his name means, in place of Abel. To give honor to the Apocrypha, Seth's name is mentioned in Sirach 49 verse 16. Sirach 49 verse 16 tells us that Shem and Seth were in great honor among men, and so was Adam above every living thing in creation. The difference between the glory the world has and the glory the sons of God have should be in stark contrast. So Seth lived to be 105 years old, then begot Enosh. Enosh's name, like Adam, it means man. After Enosh's birth, it says in Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, that men began calling upon the name of the Lord. What's the application here? The application is as Israelites, as God's chosen people, as people of faith, as people who are obedient to God's commandments, we have the power to live righteously as the children of God to bring about change in the earth. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four to five tells us that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pay attention to that verse or pay attention to that word carnal, meaning we could apply that to guns or spears or other forms of psychological warfare, things in the material world for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of this world, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse five, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The key word is obedience and arresting the Messiah in our minds in, in, uh, in our minds through the spirit of the Ruach of God. The world uses this material world for their advantage over us to Lord over us but we have the real advantage when we learn to call upon the name of the Lord. Think of the effect we could have on our neighborhood, community, state, the world in general. Verse 7, And Seth lived after he begot Enosh 807 years, and he begot sons and daughters. Now we trust the word of God. Seth lived 807 years after the birth of his son Enosh. There's no speculation needed. Then then he gave birth to other sons and daughters through his lovely wife. Now remember, the earlier mandate was to be fruitful and replenish or fill the earth. Now, and we know for a fact in today's world, there are many restrictions against this original mandate in the earth. In China, there are, they are allowed or, um, or, or permitted limited births. I believe in some parts, uh, you can only have one child and if you have a male child um, you don't have any more children I can't remember the law specifically but it has something to do with that you can do some research to find out what exactly I'm I'm referring to in America it's financially impossible to have lots of children without considering how you will feed them and clothe them uh, especially with the rise of expenses nevertheless God commanded man to be fruitful and, and multiply and fill the earth. We need to be wise 
and understand the Most High expects us to adapt to this sinful kingdom. I do not mean to adapt to its ways and, 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 and learn its ways. I mean, generally speaking, we need to work. We need to have a ministry and we need to break bread with the poor. Those are mandatory and non-negotiable. We also need to procreate to bring about godly children on the earth. Verse 8, and all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. Finally, our beloved father, forefather Seth, obedient to God, goes the way of all the earth like all of us will do. He fulfilled his tasks obediently according to the will of the Lord. Through his obedience, his children called upon the name of the Lord and also called up, and also caused other people to call upon the name of the Lord Elohim Yahweh. This should be our aim. He lived a long and prosperous life. 920 years is a long or excuse me, 912 years is a long time. And this was pre flood. And we'll learn the reason for man's life being cut short as we can see the evidence today. Fortunately, we learn that even through even though this verse ends with and he died in Luke chapter 20, Christ is speaking to the teachers of the law concerning the resurrection. And Jesus answers them in verse 38 and says, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So rest assured, brothers and sisters, into Abraham's bosom is your destination, not the dirt where the worm never dies. Peace and blessings to the elect. In the next episode, we will discuss Enosh's descendants. Until then, all praise, all honor, and all glory. Tell him Yahweh. Shalom.